Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Good morning. Welcome to the first, I would say the first live stream proper of the season. We did do one when the game launched, but that doesn't really count because we didn't know about all the player prices. I hadn't thought about my team and stuff like that. So we're going to do one today. I know that quarter past 10 UK time in the morning on a Friday randomly is probably not the best time to stream. But to be honest with you, I just didn't have time to do a video for this time slot. So I thought we'd stream instead. And let me just say straight away, I would mostly ignore the team that you see on screen because for content reasons and just for my own personal tinkering, I constantly have different drafts. This is not my locked-in draft. It probably won't look exactly like this because I've got a Sheffield United forward uh, up front and I will play around with it on this stream. So don't panic too much about what it looks like um, right now. Prime time for Australia. Hello, Australia. You've got sunbathing soon in Dubai. Oof, very nice. Very nice. Endia? How do you say it? Endia? I, I don't know how you say it. I watched the thing, it was like NDIA, but maybe he was trying to say it slow and I was supposed to say it quicker. I really shouldn't have put him in my draft. I don't want to say his name. In fact, I might just, I'm going to change him right now. It, sa it saves the embarrassment of me saying that guy's name. They have signed the new striker as well, Triori. Triori. Benny, Benny Triori, it's probably not pronounced like that. He might take penalties, possibly. Uh, FPL Swee messaged me about him. We were hoping he'd come in at 5 million. He came in at 5.5, which is not great. 12.17 in Kenya, happy days. Best time for India. But we'll see. Uh, Pre-season streams aren't really that popular. It's just not how it works. But um, I think we'll do one now. And then I'll probably, the next stream will, the next stream might even just be the deadline stream. We'll see. I might do one the week before FPL launches. Um, but anyway, we don't need to worry about that right now. You're on draft number 802. They're rookie numbers. Rookie numbers. Everyone seems to love Man United fixtures. I'm not convinced after the first three. I don't think Man United fixtures are anything special, to be honest. I think when you're when you're picking players, you're, you're considering a few things, right? One is definitely fixtures, but also it's the quality of the player as well. So someone like Rashford is fantastic. I mean, just as a comparison, with these fixtures, let's say someone like Gibbs-White had really good fixtures to start off, which I know they don't, but if they did, I'd still probably back Rashford over him for the most part. Obviously, there's a massive difference in price. You've got to work with the budget you've got as well. Um, and yeah, I think two away games against Spurs and Arsenal is not ideal. But to be honest with you, every other game out outside of that, up until like game week nine, is probably fine. Like Wolves are home, Forest are home, Brighton are home. It's not too bad. Burnley away, Palace at home, Brentford at home, Sheffield United away. I, I think the fixtures are all right. And even after Man City, like it's Fulham, it's Luton, it's Everton. There's there's not really a huge amount to worry about. It's just annoying that the two two of the toughest games in the first nine game weeks are in the first four game weeks. 
Um, but I think overall, Rash is probably going to be a decent player just to kind of kind of hold on to. You've got Inkunku's a player that really intrigues me. I feel like you can kind of get attached to players in preseason. And you talk about them so much, you consider them so much, you feel like you've got to have them and that you'll make a mistake if you don't. And Kunku's one of those players for me. I wish the I wish the Chelsea two opening two fixtures were just slightly better. I really don't think Liverpool at home, West Ham away is that much to be worried about from an attacking point of view. But it would be nicer if they were just slightly better. But I think he's going to be nailed on. He's either going to play as the striker or, or more likely as like a shadow striker, number 10. I think it's quite likely he's on penalties as well. And he's only 7.5 million. This is a guy that got 20 returns in the league last year. 16 goals, by the way. Only four assists. So I'm quite tempted by him. The, ma the main reason he's not been in many of the drafts that I've shown on YouTube is because I, I, I keep revert into a like a two up front and jesus just always fits in quite nicely as the second second arsenal attacker it, it's just like a I, I know i always use this term it's just like a domino effect isn't it right in terms of who you pick like midfield wise i'd be pretty happy with this midfield but if i decided i wanted trent in i'd have to make some cuts somewhere so odegaard would probably go and i'd maybe play like a four i don't know four four two or, or whatever three four three maybe yeah i suspect i will end up starting with trent again i've talked about the fixture blocks quite a lot i, I feel like i feel like you can really frame liverpool's fixtures as as kind of really good not really good but good or bad quite easily like again it's not ideal that in their first three game weeks they've got chelsea and newcastle but if you can get through the first game even with just an assist let's say they lose the clean sheet and they get he gets an assist well all of a sudden right we'll get rid of that chelsea game off the screen from game week two in the next five game weeks oh i'm on the wrong screen they've got bournemouth villa at home Wolves away, West Ham away. I mean, those four fixtures are really good for someone like Trent. And so all of a sudden, things look a lot better. Okay, you've got to get through game week seven and eight, Spurs away and Brighton away. Not ideal. But then look at the fixtures after that. Everton, Forest, Luton, Brentford. Like, I just think this period here, I know we're thinking a lot. I, we're, we're, we're thinking a long time ahead. I get it. But these fixtures here, I will want a Liverpool player or two. Okay, Now, it might be that someone like Diaz or Jota or, or Darwin or Gakpo is nailed on by that point. Maybe Sobosly is a really good option for seven million. But ideally, you'd have Salah and Trent. So I'm thinking, what if I don't need my um, an early wildcard? Like wildcarding just for one Liverpool player or two is probably not going to be worth it. So why not just hold them from the start? Although, I'd, again, I don't have Trent in this draft. Like I'm not going to keep repeating. In fact, I'm going to put it on the ticket. Don't panic about this draft. It's not the final draft. I do think I'll probably start with Trent. There's just so many good midfielders, isn't there? It's tricky this year. It's really tricky. Um, I think the, I don't think the price in long term will be great, but I think for game week one it's pretty good. I, I get the argument that Trent's a midfielder, but it's not. It's not. That's not the only comparison you're making. It's not the only comparison you're making. Like, it, let's say, how much is he? 8 million, right? Let's say you've got 13.5 million to spend and it's Trent and a 5.5 million midfielder or Martinelli and a 5.5 million defender. Who's going to win out there? I suspect it would be Martinelli and the 5.5 million defender. So the idea that Trent is this midfielder and so he's automatically has to be in our sides is not the only thing to think about. I still think I'm probably going to start with him, but it's not a it's not a guarantee for me this season. It's definitely not a guarantee with Salah. Um, I have done a video on a 4-4-2 draft with Trent and salary it's not out till next week i think uh, it is possible to get both of them in but you really need a cheap forward option and i just think ferguson calvert lewin wissa 
not that exciting, I would say. I think Wissa could be. I think Wissa could be fine, but I don't think he's good enough that it would make me necessarily want to go for Trent and Salah. But we'll see. I've had drafts without Trent. I still wouldn't change that much. Don't need the money. Yeah, I said this on a video. I I've done honestly. I've recorded so many videos this week. They're all scheduled to go out over the next few days. Um, I can't remember which one I said it in, but I, I was discussing the same thing, right? You drop Trent to a shore or someone like that. You got two and a half million. Most people only need like a million, million and a half to get the midfielder they want. So the other mid the other one million, it doesn't go to waste, but most people don't want to put it on their bench. People are really against having a decent bench. And so the money kind of gets lost or you start making upgrades you don't really need to make. Like if I had a spare million in this draft, for example, I could do like Matoma to Madison or Foden. And look, if, Mad if Foden was absolutely nailed on, then yeah, I'd probably want him. But it's not an upgrade that I feel like I have to make that I'd be that worried about. Like Matoma is just a good option. Please discuss the game week one bench boost agenda. I wouldn't be um I wouldn't be I wouldn't be doing bench boost game week one to be honest. It's not only that, if Liverpool sign a DM, then Trent's a bargain, eight million, lots of clean sheets. Yeah, possibly. I mean you've also got to remember there's a there's a good bit of change at Liverpool. Fabinho is Fabinho gone yet? Or he's going. I can't remember if he's going or gone. Um Henderson is probably not a big miss. He's gone. Milner's gone. Is um what's his name? There's another guy. Keita, is he going as well? Lots of midfielders are leaving. They've still got, obviously, Curtis Jones, Harvey Elliott. They've brought in McAllister, Soboslai. Will they... Will that be enough? Will they click early on? Maybe. There was a bit of chat, chat around bench boosting game week one. I, I just... I wouldn't bench boost game week one, to be honest. Like, I get the, I get the idea behind it, because then... It, you're kind of free to think about just your first 11 for the rest of the season. And the way that the money is set up, the way, sorry, the prices of the players probably means that it's, it's viable, but you just don't know enough. You can often bench boost in a double game week, etc. I just, I probably wouldn't do it if it was me. You love Odegaard in the draft. Yeah, I, I can't, I feel like I can't get away from Martinelli chat. Like Martinelli is the, I think, yeah, Jesus, Jesus is 33.3%. Oh, he's owned by literally a third of all... FPL managers and Saka Odegaard are both higher owned than Martinelli but I feel like everywhere I go it's just a bunch of Martinelli chat is he not going to be like a little bit of a is he not going to lose a few minutes to Trossard Trossard's been playing as a number eight in preseason so I don't, I don't know is Gabriel still nailed with Timber I would say yeah I mean Timber's a right-sided player isn't he so right back mostly right center back uh, and Gabriel's a left center back so I, I think Gabriel's the most nailed Arsenal defender I could be I could be wrong yeah, nobody is saying that Trossard is better than Martinelli. We're, I think people seem to like hear... I feel like people don't hear what I'm trying to say about Martinelli. I'm not saying he's he's an issue and he's going to get benched. I'm not saying that. But I do think he's one of the attackers that is most likely to come off early. Because they got they got someone like Trossard that can go and play. They don't really have someone that can go and play in Saka's position. Not, not that would usually play there. I mean, Trossard could. Jesus could also play there if he had to. But usually Saka's minutes are great. Jesus, I guess they have got Nketiah and Havertz that could play up front. Trossard could even play up front as well. I just, I don't know. Maybe maybe I've got it wrong with Martinelli. Maybe he just won't ever be subbed and he'll play 90 minutes every game. Or, or get the same amount of minutes as like a Saka. In which case, I want him. Jesus will lose more minutes than Martinelli. I'm not convinced about that. I think that did happen last year, but only because Jesus was back from an injury. So, I don't know. Again, maybe it will be the case. Maybe I'll massively regret having Jesus instead. I suspect that Martinelli's going to make it in to a draft of mine sooner rather than later. Gabriel's the most nailed on, but it's Kivior who will compete with him. Yeah, and obviously Kivior could play left back if needed as well. Steeler's first pick goalkeeper. I, I I presume that Steele will be first choice this year, but the the reality is we just don't know yet. Um, it'll, it'll either be him or Verbruggen. Either way, you're getting a 4.5 million goalkeeper. But most people in game week one just don't wanna don't wanna double up. 
on defences, and nearly everyone I see has got Estupinian. So most that's why most people aren't looking at a Brighton goalkeeper. I, like goalkeepers and defenders kind of go hand in hand. Like you more more so the goalkeeper. The goalkeeper will get picked based on who the rest of your defence is. Like lots of people early on, and probably still now, I haven't checked his ownership actually. Luke Shaw's ownership, yeah, thirty four point seven percent. But once Onana's in the game and people start messing around with their defence, maybe they get a different defender in. Onana will suddenly become a lot more popular. And I think he will be fine. Million Flecken, Trent, Porro, Estupinian, and Shaw. Mac Ten. I'm not sure about Mac Ten as an option. I don't think he's going to be attacking enough in this Liverpool team. Uh, Bruno and Cesar. I don't think Cesar is going to be nailed on enough. Salah, Haaland. What do you think? I mean, you've got like if you want to get you know Saka, Bruno, Salah, and Haaland and Trent, you've got to make some sacrifices. I'm just not convinced they're worth it. It's probably worth dropping one of those players down. Uh, is uh, Glynn member for 13 months? Thank you very much. Is Stones a good option? Potentially, but I mean, Man City have got so many centre-backs. My, my assumption would be that Ruben Diaz and Stones would be pretty much nailed on. I, I don't think you can ever say that about a Man City defender or player in general, apart from maybe Haaland and De Bruyne when he's fit. Edison. So uh, potentially Stones is a good option early on. I don't know how long that will last. Do I think that Anana will come in at six million, uh, 5 million? Almost certainly, I would say. I'd, I'd be really surprised if he's 5.5. I, I don't see why he would be put at that price but maybe maybe FPL will have seen that so many people want Onana at 5 million that they'll go higher with Trent playing as a midfielder and Rashford likely to play up top for Man United is 4-5-1 essentially the same no it doesn't work like that as a 3-5-2 no it doesn't not really I mean 4-5-1 could work I think it's an interesting formation but it doesn't mean that 4-5-1 is essentially a 3-5-2. Because you've it's like I said earlier, you've still got to slot other players in. So again, just coming back to that example, I know it's an easy one to use because it, it makes the point. But if you've got 13.5 to spend on a defender and a midfielder, you're looking at a combination of Trent and Inciso, who might not be nailed on, or maybe... Martinelli and Luke Shaw Martinelli and Ben Chilwell and I think the conversation then is a lot closer in terms of who is the best combination so Trent is fine Trent is great but it does, I don't think 4-5-1 is then the same as a 3 5 it's not really um, how it works necessarily uh, Andreas thank you very much uh, Cam replacing Mbomo with Diaby. I mean, we have to see how much he is, right? Oh, is Anana in now? Is Anana in? Oh, no, he's not been priced by FPL yet. Yeah, Diaby would depend on his price. Could be interesting. Jandra at Wissa and Foden over in Kunku and Mbomo. Yeah, you could go that way if you wanted to. I mean, I I'm doubtful whether that's a better pick, though. Like, Kunku and Mbomo are probably better for minutes than both of those two. And they're also probably both on penalties. So I don't necessarily think that Wissa and Foden is better. Like, like Foden is what, like, there's, there's a few players. I tweeted about this every day like Foden, Alvarez, uh, Jota, Darwin like mostly from Man City and Liverpool but there is probably some other players but mostly from Man City and Liverpool Jota, Darwin, Gakpo, da uh, Luis Diaz, Foden and Alvarez if they ever become nailed on because of injuries and stuff like that or they're just getting a really good run in the team they are great FPL up that that's my only opinion around Foden if you think his minutes are going to be great he is a great option at 7.5. If you're in any way worried, then he's not. And that's it. That's it. All Foden needs is time on the pitch. And that could definitely happen early on. Longer term, who knows? But I would say that Nkunku and Bomo are probably better. Um, Sean Martin, 11 months. Thank you very much. Thoughts? You have too much money in defence on your bench. Makes you inflexible. Yeah, this isn't my team, as I, I keep saying. This is not This is not going to be my final team or anything like that. I mean, it might be. I mean, you say it's... I mean, okay, let's say this is my draft. How is it inflexible, though? Who who can I not get? Trent and Salah? I mean, how can I make this team... I, I don't think you can make it 
super flexible to get both of those players. You, you're either committing to them straight away or you're not. So if I don't go for Trent or Salah, I'm probably not going to set myself up in a way where I can get them easily. And, and I don't really see what's inflexible. Like everyone's 9 million or less in midfield. I mean, Trippier, maybe you could argue that I, sh I should get I have a route for him. I mean, people people hate strong benches. They really, I know, I get it. But there's rotation there. I mean, Eshapinian doesn't have perfect fixtures. I mean, they're not, they're not awful. But like, Man United away, I could bench him in game week five. Newcastle at home, game week four. Well, guess who I've got on the bench in game weeks four and five? I've got Pedro Porro against Burnley and Sheffield United. I've got Chilwell uh, against Forrest and Bournemouth. Who does Luke Shaw have in game week four and five? Arsenal and Brighton so instead of Shaw and Estrepinia I could play Chilwell and Porro if this was my draft as an example if there's one thing FPL managers hate it's a good bench they hate it um Mitch Fisher, thank you very much for coming a member. Uh, overall, I'm not sure Man City are great for clean sheets. I think they are. They are the strongest defence. They limit the most chances. I mean, obviously... Oh, I didn't tweet my um, live thing. Obviously, if if Edison keeps conceding from the first shot on target every time, it will be an absolute nightmare. But Man City, I think, were a bit unlucky to not get more clean sheets. Uh, strong bench avoids transfers, which theoretically cost you four points. Yeah, I think... I think that, That's the thing. People hate strong benches because they hate seeing points there. And, like, the the general consensus is rotation doesn't work but at the end of the day you can only make the best decision with the fixtures and stuff you've got in front of you so if i bench estrapinian and luke shaw because they've got fixtures like man united away and arsenal away and i play teams with like bournemouth sheffield united burnley and it doesn't pay off that's just one of those things in fpl but also if one of my players gets injured i'm not forced into a transfer straight away because i've got that strong bench again this will almost certainly not be my final team but i don't think it's that bad i really don't uh, lost so many formations midfielders premiums to exclude i think fpl have nailed it this season looks to be a fun one yeah i think the only thing i would say is when we get to double game week season i mean it's going to be a, diff a bit different this year because there shouldn't be as many postponements which means there shouldn't be as many little double game weeks but because of the pricing right let's say i've got this let's say i've got this team and spurs get a double game week okay maybe getting harry kane will be difficult but getting madison and son super easy i just swap odegaard and saka or whatever it is to those two players so it's quite easy to like mix, like to get the double game week players in i mean maybe it won't be maybe we'll get there and it'll be a lot more difficult but because so many of the players are cheap and the same price it's quite easy to do whereas if like saka was nine and a half and like everyone would just up like another 0.5 it might be a bit more difficult or maybe if there's a bit of a different spread in prices but i agree for game week one it's not that easy to nail down the obvious 11 i do think a lot of the picks kind of pick them i, I do think the core of it is quite easy though like gabriel for me unless i go triple arsenal attack gabriel will definitely be in there saka harland rashford i'm pretty sure is going to make it estrapinian i'm quite happy with i mean i guess that's five it's like nearly half the team yeah so i was thinking this earlier on right this is for uh this this point here um and kunku better because foden and Grealish don't guarantee you game time so everyone's in a 3-5-2 not everyone but most people are in a 3-5-2 and if you are someone that's looking at foden or a Seven, like if you're looking at a Foden or a Grealish or a Madison, then you could quite easily just be in a 3-4-3 in Kunku instead. And I just think if he's nailed on at Chelsea, and if you believe Pochettino will get them playing well, and he's on penalties, surely in isolation, and Kunku is a better option than Foden, Grealish, and Madison. I think that happens in pre season I think because everyone is certain that 3-5-2 is the best formation, they feel like anything else looks too weak. But it's just a... I'm, there's, again, I've got a video coming to talk about this. There's just a perception thing. 
I think if you weigh up those players individually, Nkunku could be the better option. Uh, another idea is just transfer out Shaw and SPNN in game week four for Chilwell and Poro with two free transfers. Yeah, but then you're yeah, then you're booking transfers. What if loads of other stuff happens? Boom, I'm already set. I've got Chilwell and Poro on the bench. Crap, but you can have them all. Uh, I don't again. I, and Bomo is a pretty strong pick, I think. I again, I don't think I don't think it's a guarantee that Grealish, even with the fixtures, is a better pick than Bomo. Maybe I should have just blanked this team. This is not my team. I'm, I'm arguing for a team that I won't go with in game week one. Just remember that a lot of people bet with me last year that Fernandez was the worst option than Grealish, and look what happened there. I think Grealish got like two two returns in two game weeks. Everyone went nuts for him, and they barely did anything for the rest of the season. Uh, I, I don't think is like Neto. I, I get why people are saying it. I think he's just a good pick. Like If it goes wrong, it goes wrong. I, I do think he's a pretty good pick. Like he's not um he's not essential or anything like that, but I, I do think a Man City player will work themselves into this draft that's not Haaland, especially an attacker. Um are Evan Ferguson and Calvert Lewin good options? I've kind of gone off Calvert Lewin because it feels like he's struggling with injuries again going into game week one. We'll, we'll see what happens over the next three weeks. Evan Ferguson, I just feel like there's too many options at Brighton. Like I agree with everyone that he's probably first choice and their best for their best striker. So that obviously bodes well. And because there's like a week in between games, he may well get the first kind of three to four. I, I feel like Evan Ferguson is someone I could talk myself into having, but I, I don't know. Right now I'm a bit unsure about that price point. I feel as if my team is better with them, or is it worth taking risks, i.e. Matoma to Inciso to get Jesus? Now, I don't think Inciso's worth. I think I think I'd probably rather have Evan Ferguson than Inciso. Uh, Dominic, no Trent or Salah. Uh, I think no Liverpool asset will hurt us in the wrong uh, long run. If Gakpo, Diaz, or Nunez are nailed, then there's the option. Yeah, obviously, I, th like I said it already. If any of those players become nailed, they're fantastic. If you have no Trent or Salah early, it can be hard to get them. Yeah, you could wildcard. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. I think people sometimes um, they think about the wildcard as if yeah, whatever. I'll just use it if I need to. We probably should put more thought into it than that, but it is a backup. If things become really bad, look, I think I think the way the price is done and the way most people are setting their teams up, you, you have to commit in game week one. You're either going for no Liverpool, you're going for both, or you're going for just one, and that is your commitment in game week one. And you just cannot panic after a few game weeks. Like if Trent smashes Bournemouth and you've not got him, you cannot then panic him in. And uh, it's probably not a good idea anyway. I mean, you can. I'm not saying obviously you can do what you want, but. It's probably not the best way to do it. I feel like you've got to you've got to commit early. Uh, Brighton's being overestimated with the departure of McAllister, Carwell, and and possibly even Caicedo. Yeah, Caicedo looks like he's going to go eventually. They just need to get the money right. Yeah, potentially, but I just think a lot of people. I've got faith in Deserby. Um, I think they'll probably be okay. They could be an issue, but again, like Brighton players aren't that expensive. Like six point five million from a time. I mean, that seems like it seems like a perfectly fine risk. I mean, obviously, I could go Pedro Poro to a four. If I wanted to keep this draft, I could go Poro to a 4.5 million, uh, sorry, 4 million defender and just upgrade Matoma to a Madison or someone like that. I don't, I don't think Lamptey will start and he's very injury prone, but yeah, we can definitely um, keep an eye on it. Uh, how much would you read into the Community Shield squad for Man City if Foden starts? Would he start game week one? I mean, the Community Shield's a good indication of what's going to happen going into game week one, yeah. So if like De Bruyne is injured and Foden's playing in midfield, and he does well, then yeah, suddenly game week one looks like a good option. And also, there's a, there's quite a few other midfielders you could move to with Foden. Uh, like this new draft deals, have you contemplated a 3-4-3? Three, three? Uh, yes, Harlan and Kunku and Jesus, I think it looks quite nice. But, <laughs> so again, got a video coming on that. Um, I know as soon as people see that draft, they're going to question why I've not just got Martinelli in a 3-5-2. All this budget and still no our knee. <laughs> The fixtures are so bad, though. I don't know. I, I mean, for 6.5 million, he, he may be better than Solanke and whoever else is 6.5. Martial, I can't remember the rest of them. 
Uh, but the fixture's so bad. Do I think that Estrepinian's a better option than a City defender? I think he's probably better than the £5 million City defenders. If you've got 5.5, there's probably an argument to try and risk someone like Stones because of the amount of clean sheets they might get. But I don't know. I, I keep seeing like... I keep seeing people say that that Estupinian has to be sold like for like a Chelsea defender. Like I look okay, look at the six for, first six fixtures. Uh, don't get me wrong, this isn't great. Villa, Liverpool, City. Um, but I look at the first six fixtures. Okay, is Newcastle at home a fixture to target with a defender? No, Newcastle are a very strong team. As part of a six-game fixture, are you that bothered about playing Estupinian at home? I, I don't think I would be. So the only one that really puts me off is Man United. I feel like every other one, the first six games, is probably okay. And like I said, after that, it doesn't get great. But do you know what? With this draft, don't need to worry about it. I've got Chilwell and Pedro Parra on the bench. Who have you got? Who have you got? If you go Trent, what would your other changes be? Uh, it would just be Odegaard and Shaw to... No, I'd... Uh... I don't know. There'd be too many changes to think of. I'd have to reduce the, the money on the bench, I think. So I'd probably get rid of... I'd probably go for Chilwell to a 4.5... Pedro Porro to a four. That's an extra 2.5 million. That that would actually give me enough money to do Shaw to Trent. Actually, that's a pretty good draft, isn't it? Let's do this now. Thinking on the fly. But again, the bench is quite weak, though. Then you do then you do suddenly start... You see you see what I mean about the strong bench, right? People are really against a strong bench. But as soon as Eschepinian's got bad fixtures, they want to sell him. Whereas if you've got that good bench, you're not really forced into that necessarily. You could look elsewhere. I'm not, I'm not saying you should go for that strong bench. But I'm just trying to put the point across that everyone seems really against it. But as soon as the defender's got a bad fixture, you've got to have a transfer pre-booked. Uh, anyway, Trent in. And then... Chilwell to probably Henry, in which case I would probably swap the goalkeeper because I wouldn't want double uh, Brentford. And then, oh no, I don't have enough money. I've worked this out wrong, so I'm an idiot. Actually, do you know what you can do? You can get Martinelli in. You, as you know, I absolutely love. <laughs> there you go. Everyone's going to be much happier with this draft because the bench is cheaper. There you go. You're happy now. Are you happy now? Pretty happy with that. Maybe maybe this will be my draft. <laughs> I, I love stream I love streaming in preseason. First question, why no Odegaard? Well, I just showed you I had to get some money. What a team. What a team. I could put Adebayo to a 4.5. I could put Henry to another four. I could do Matoma to Foden. <laughs> that bench is too weak. Yeah. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. That bench is actually not that weak. Because I've got a play in forward, as long as Adebayo keeps getting minutes. <laughs> Seriously, come on, no Man United defender. Can we? Any other questions that aren't about this freaking draft? Crazy that Odegaard's priced more than Martinelli. Do you, do you think it's that crazy? It's that crazy. I mean, I've got to be honest. When I saw the when I saw that Saka was the same as Odegaard, I did think that Martinelli would come in at the same price. So he probably should be eight point five. So yeah, maybe you're right. <laughs> Uh, Brighton have European commitments look set to lose the spine of their midfield. I wouldn't expect Estepina to keep many clean sheets. Yeah, but you, when does Europe start? After game week five or six? Still a few good fixtures before that. Jesus at 8 million last season was must-have. What changed? Well, what changed was all the pricing, right? <laughs> I saw someone say the same thing about a different player on Twitter. I can't remember who it was now. No, someone asked me... What did they ask? Maybe it was about Salah. I can't remember. Someone said a similar thing to me. They said, what? What you, you're always all over this player. What's changed? I thought, well, the pricing has changed. Rashford's no longer 6.5 million. Martinelli's not 6 million anymore. That's what's changed. I like Jesus for what it's worth. Something about Nkunku, though. Uh, how does loot and postpone matches affect game week one selections? Well, interestingly, well, it depends. If we find out that they've got a double game week in like, I don't know, game weeks five, six, seven or eight or something like that, I don't know what's possible. You'd have to ask uh, James or Ben. But all of a sudden, there might be a case to put a few players from Luton and Bright uh, Burnley on the bench. So maybe instead of Bulldog, you have Bayer. 
I've got Adebayo, so maybe for the bench they suddenly become a little bit better. It would it would only really matter if we know when the double game week's going to be. But but ultimately, if Adebayo is the only playing five million pound forward, and I feel like I want that on the bench, I would just have him even though he's blanking in game week two because he's mostly going to be on the bench anyway. If both nailed, who do you prefer, Nkunku or Sterling? Ooh, it's pretty close. But if Nkunku's got penalties, probably him. I don't know. Um, Sterling 0.5 million cheaper listed as a midfielder. My, my gut tells me Nkunku. Triple, uh, triple captain Adebayo in the double game week. Nah, probably not triple captain. But I would play him. I, I would think about captain. I'd, I'd probably want Morris, though. Penalty taker, 5.5. More nailed, maybe. Uh, Tom, how's it going? 12 months. Great to have you back. Everyone's overlooking Liverpool assets. I don't think they are. I think everyone's considering them. They're just trying to spread the money. They're going to score a lot of goals. Um, there must be a way into that team. I mean, Trent's in. Like, the thing is, the only other player I want is Salah. And Salah's a lot more money. Like, again, Diaz... Jota, Gakpo, Darwin, all great if you know who's going to play every single game. But even if they do start, there's a very likely, uh, very high chance that they get subbed off early. So minutes-wise, not necessarily great. And I think that's why I would look at Nkunku and Jesus ahead of a Gakpo or a Darwin right now. That might change if we do get some injuries and stuff, but that's the problem. Liverpool will score a lot of goals. This is why Arsenal is such a good team for FPL because, and look, it might be different this year because of Champions League and stuff, but they don't rotate their 11 that much. And so you know who's going to play, but not only do you know who's going to play, they're also a great team for clean sheets and goals. Whereas Liverpool, completely agree, going to score plenty of goals this year as they always do, but their players are either way more difficult to get because of budget or are not nailed or or don't have good minutes. I feel like everyone can make a great draft with one of Trent or Salah. The funds seem to be spread too much without one of them in. Again, it goes back to the bench point. I think that's why most people are going to have a Liverpool player because they, they can't cope with having money on the bench. Uh, do you think you'll ever restructure your team when Harden has difficult fixtures and Kane Salah have easy ones? I mean, maybe. Like, Harland. I mean, what's a difficult fixture for Harland? I mean, based on... La I'm so scared of Harland based on last year. I feel like I just can never... Um, can never bench him. Uh, sorry, never not captain him. Like, game week eight, Arsenal away. But I think... Liverpool got Brighton away. So although that would be a better... Although Salah on paper is probably the better captain that week, because it's an away game to Brighton, I'm not sure that would be enough to put me off just captain in Haaland. Like, Brighton a home Man United away. May, maybe this period here, right? So game weeks 9 to 13. But then one of the games is against Liverpool anyway. Game weeks 9 to 13. Um, yeah, look, here, Salah would be nice. Everton at home, Forest at home, Luton away. I think game week 12, Man City got Bournemouth, or is it 11? 11. So you only, re you don't, like, for Brighton at home and Man United away, maybe you go a Liverpool player. So Brighton at home, Man United away, you could have Everton at home, Forest at home. So Salah would be better, but would I, if I got to that point and I had other stuff to worry about and I didn't want a wild card, would I definitely restructure to get Salah? Possibly. Depends how Harden's looking. Let's, let's not forget he smashed Man United last year. That might have been at home, I think. But honestly, I, I don't think I don't think there's any point in looking what you can do without Harlan because ultimately I'm never going to go without Harlan unless he's injured. So it's just pointless. And also, the first thing I would think about is probably just getting Salah or Kane, and they're only 1.5 million less. So you can't do a massive amount with it. So it's just pointless looking at it. Haven't heard your thoughts on Garnacho, especially. I, I think Garnacho is just pointless looking at because he's not going to get enough minutes. Like, essentially, let, let's say that Hoyland signs. It does look like Man United are going to eventually get him. 
he would be first choice striker. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to play every game from the start. There might be a bed and in process. Martial might still get used in some games. But likely, likelihood is he would be first choice forward at some point. Therefore, Rashford's playing on the left. And therefore, there's no room for Garnacho. And even if Hoyland's not playing and Martial's injured again and Rashford's playing up front, you've still got Sancho who can play on the left as well. And also, I think Mason Mount is the kind of... I saw some discussion yesterday that Mount won't always play the Ericsson role because Ericsson will still get game time. I think that is true. But I feel, but Mason Mount is just one of those players that managers always seem to want to get into the team. So even if Ten Hag lined up with Casemiro, Ericsson and Fernandez in midfield, I could see some situations where maybe he would play Rashford up front and possibly get Mount in the team by putting him on the left. Maybe on the right instead of Anthony. So I just think Garnacho's minutes are just... FPL fluffed it with the prices. Yes, a lot less essential picks, but Harden on 14 million is non-debatable as a lot of midfielders are too cheap. Yeah, although, again, I am struggling a little bit. I mean, I guess I'm struggling to decide exactly which 11 I want or, or 15, but ultimately, I know whichever team I pick is going to be a good pick. So I guess it's not that... I guess the prices aren't that much of an issue. Yeah, you put Harden to 15 million... You maybe increase Saka to 9, 9.5, Marseille and Odegaard to 9, Rashford to 9.5, Fernandez to 9. Suddenly, then it becomes a bit more of a discussion. Haaland's only non-debatable because the fixtures are boring. Yeah, that, that does come into it as well. Um, what are my thoughts on 4-5-1? I really like 4-5-1, um, but I would preferably want a playing forward, which is going to cost you 5 or 5.5, and that's where it becomes a little bit trickier. But theoretically... I like it. I, I I think this is probably a pipe dream, but the 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 word on the street. Oh, not get me words out. The word on the street is that Mitrovic really wants to leave Fulham. He wants to go and play in the Saudi leagues. They don't necessarily want to get let him go. They've priced him too high and stuff like that. But if he went and they didn't sign anyone, presumably they would. But let's say they didn't. Then suddenly Vinicius at 5 million might also be a playing forward. So you could try something like this. But you've still only got 2.5 million to spend with Trent in the team. So it's not necessarily perfect. But you could do like Matoma. I know everyone loves Foden. So let's just put Foden in. You could go Matoma to Foden. And then um, use this money. I don't know. You, whichever way around you want to do it. Right? You could put an, you could put someone like Chilwell in. I don't know. But again, with I, I, I do think 4-5-1 probably works better without Trent. But you could do something like that. And you've got three playing players on the bench. And then you'd mostly just play your defenders every week. Those four those four uh, attacking-ish defenders. No, pretty much attacking defenders. So I quite like it. Um, obviously, if, if a forward suddenly become must-have... Then even if even if Jesus or, or Watkins went up in price, you're not really screwed over because Martinelli and and what and Vinicius would go to an eight point five in the Camber. So you have got a bit of flexibility there. What if a mid price striker emerges? Well, you got these two moves, isn't it? I mean, there's always this, right? What if you go three four three and you figure out you need a fifth midfielder? It's two transfers. I mean, it's not ideal, but that's how you do it. Martinelli down, Martinelli to a forward. They're all eight million or below, unless you want Kane. So it's two moves, and you've got zero point five million leeway because if you want to play a midfielder, you can get the Camber or whoever's playing for four point five. So I, I quite like it to be honest. I, I think it could be decent. But I would really, just for security, want those two five million pound forwards. But to be honest, there's another. The other way to do it, by the way, sorry, just while we're talking about, it, is this: 
is uh, Sims isn't in the game anymore. You could put a 5.5 million on the bench to kind of guarantee those minutes and just have one dud. Or you could just have a 5 and a 4.5 and spend 0.5 million elsewhere, right? There's loads of different ways to do it. You could upgrade Henry. To, uh, you could upgrade Johnson to an Onana or something like that. Uh, I'm not watching the Ashes right now. No, I'm, I'm, li I'm literally live streaming. <laughs> I'd like to be, especially when England are smashing it, but... Uh, that's the, that's the thing. The first Ashes test or two were on when there was no FPL. So I, I think the first test I watched nearly every single minute. But this one, I've hardly seen any. Uh, do you prefer to spend most of the money on the start and 11 or have a good bench? Most on the 11, but I'm not against having a... Uh, when I say like a good bench, I'm not talking like six, seven million pound players. But having like a, a decent 4.5, maybe in a 5... Five million defender, maybe even a Chilwell could be decent. It's ninety-six percent rating, very nice. Ninety-seven percent. I think my last draft was ninety-four. Don't forget, by the way, if you do sign up for any of the um, hub memberships at the moment, there's up to fifty percent off if you want to use some of the other features of my team and stuff like that. And if you don't win your mini league, they'll give you your money back. There's terms and conditions and stuff. It's all in the description below if you want to check it out. So England were rubbish whilst you could watch and half decent when you couldn't. Kind of, although the first test, you might say that England were... I think the first two tests, England were close-ish. Maybe not the second one. First one, possibly. Should have done better. Villa looking good this season, but which players? Uh, I, don't think, I don't think Moreno is completely out of the question. I, I don't think many people are considering him because he's obviously injured. But um, we'll see if he's fit to start the season. Pau Torres, probably not Watkins straight away. Probably won't go for any attacker straight away from Villa. And Kunku and Martinelli is fire. Arguably better than Jesus in a 7.5 million mid plus Chelsea asset already in place. Yeah, I, I do like Nkunku. Tempted by Gakpo for first two game weeks. Yeah, presumably Gakpo will still be first choice number nine, but there must be a chance that Darwin gets that gets that position. If early team news came out and Foden was benched, what would you do? Well, I probably wouldn't own him. <laughs> Don't know if I'm going to own him anyway, to be honest. Yeah, Diaby maybe, but let's see. Um, let's see what price he comes in at first, because I think like three of the first six for Villa aren't necessarily that great. Thoughts on Canati as a route to Liverpool defence? Um, yes, I think he should be pretty much nailed on. He'll be first choice alongside Van Dijk, that's for sure. So yeah, if you want, if you want to cover those Liverpool fixtures, he's a good option. Darwin got the number nine shirt. I don't think it really makes a difference, to be honest. Uh, thoughts on dropping Trent to Chilwell to fund a Foden, Madison double up in a three-five-two? Yeah, potentially, but it depends who you're upgrading. Like if it's like Trent and Mbomo versus Chilwell, I don't, I can't work out the money there, but. Chihuahua Madison. I think that's quite close. Uh, Anana's not in the game yet, I don't think. No, I, I, they must know he's coming. Like, there must be something behind the scenes that takes him a bit of time to do it. But he has been officially unveiled now, so I'm surprised it's not um, not been done. And we're looking at Newcastle players in the first few games. Probably not. I, I do think Trippier's... I think Trippier's not really been talked about whatsoever. For, for good reason for game week one, because the fixtures are bad and he's quite expensive. But... He is a player that from game week five onwards... I mean, you could say this about a lot of players, I realise, but I'm just trying to make the point. If Newcastle had these fixtures to open the season, we'd all have Trippier in our draft. And so it's fair game to not have him now. But I do I do wonder how we're going to get to him in game week five. I mean, look, if, if Gabriel, Estupinian, Shaw and Chilwell, who are cheaper, etc., are doing really well, it probably won't matter that much. But he is someone to think about. Uh, no, this isn't my latest draft. I, I would, again, just ignore the draft. We've been playing around with it a little bit. What do you think Yuri and Timber will get? Not many minutes, I would say. Not early on. I think the back four would just be White, Saliba, Gabriel and Zinchenko again, to be honest. Uh, no idea when Anana's price will be revealed. He's almost certainly going to be five five million. Bowen is brilliant. I mean, he is, but the fixtures are bad. I've really got no interest in Bowen. 
I think a lot of people are talking him up because he scored well in preseason. I don't think many people were considering him before that. So I think preseason is swinging the narrative a little bit. When am I making an appearance on the FPL show? Maybe this season. Uh, not probably not in studio, but maybe you might see me this year a bit more. Well, I don't think you saw me at all last year. Do you get bored of FPL day in day out? Not really. Like it's, it's a good job. So sometimes, like sometimes, I might wake up and think I just don't want to make a video today. But then I just remind myself, what a great job! Uh, if Heaton went to Luton, would you start him with Ariola? If Ariola was definitely first choice, I do think I would probably go double four million pound goalkeepers. Probably, probably, because at that point, I don't think you can say that Flecken, Steele, Johnston, uh, Henderson are definitely better than Ariola plus zero point five million. So I would be tempted. I would definitely be tempted. Yeah, Kivior can play instead of Gabriel or Zinchenko, but I think the first choice back four at the start of the season will be the four Arsenal players that I said. Best Brighton midfielder. I think it's close between March and Matoma, so just pick whichever one you like. I, I probably got Matoma ahead. Yeah, Harvey Barnes. It'd be interesting to see what price he comes in at Newcastle. I've, I, someone said to me this morning that he's going to be nailed on. I just don't think that's the case at all. Like, I think you've got to remember when everyone's fit, Joe Linton was used in that left wing spot a lot of times. Like, like he was basically first choice. So the idea that Harvey Barnes is now nailed on would mean that Joe Linton goes into midfield, but you've got Tonali and Bruno, who surely are nailed on. And then you've got Longstaff, Joe Linton, Anderson, and there's someone else, Willock as well. So obviously, Newcastle are in Champions League, so they're trying to strengthen the depth because they need it for injuries and stuff like that. But I don't know if Barnes would definitely be nailed on from minute one. And also, like, Gordon... His best position is probably on the left as well. And if if you're going to play Barnes every week on the left, which I don't think they will, but if, if you were, well, that means no room for Isaac. So that means there's rotation between Isaac and Wilson for the number nine spot. So all in all, I, especially with the fixtures, I just don't think Newcastle players are worth thinking about too much, apart from maybe having one on your bench if you wanted to. There's, there's just a lot. Like, I, I still believe, despite what happened last year, towards the end that Isaac is first choice number nine so we'll see but obviously Wilson's always there to take minutes off it but with the amount of players they've got on the left now I just can't imagine that Isaac's going to be used there that often have I seen the new video from James Lawrence Alcott talking about Premier League using number eights in a different way this season had me thinking new FPL thoughts uh, I haven't seen it yet I, I, I do think though that I, I, I've, <laughs> how many times have I said this now I, I've talked about this in a video that's not been released yet, but Mason Mount coming in, I think Man United under Ten Hag have pretty much always played like a 4-2-3-1. I think they might switch to a 4-3-3 and use Fernandez and Mason Mount as number eights. And so I think there's a potential that Fernandez has to do a little bit more work deeper. Basically, I think at times Fernandez will be forward and Mount might be a bit deeper and then vice versa. So I wonder if Mason Mount might make Fernandez a worse option. Maybe slightly. Uh, Tonali's a shout for assist creation. Takes corners too. Guess what? I got a video coming up soon. <laughs> We've taught us about Tonali because I think most people reckon that Tonali's coming in to be like a DM, but I think Bruno Gomeris is going to be the deepest midfielder, and Tonali could be kind of given license to get forward. I, for what it's worth, I, I don't think Tonali becomes an FPL option, but who knows? So, yeah, I, so my thought was more that, yeah, box to box, exactly. But with, with a bit of license to get further forward than people think right now. Um, tips for my girlfriend just getting into FPL. Make sure she subscribes. Oh, Bruno was playing further forward. Oh, it was playing DM and Tonali further forward in the friendly the other night. There you go. There you go. So now it's just going to sound like I watched that friendly and talked about it, but I recorded the video like two days ago.
Why isn't the Brighton keeper in many drafts? People just don't like doubling up in game week one, and most people have got Estrapinia. That's it. I, I actually think that whoever's Brighton number one going into the season is probably the best 4.5 million goalkeeper in isolation. But when you start adding Estrapinia into the mix and you think about combinations, that's why you're not seeing him that often. Anyway, I've got to go. Um, thank you very much for watching. If you did enjoy that, make sure to give it a like. Hit that subscribe button. Maybe we'll do another few live Q&As before the season starts. Um, either way, there's loads of videos coming out again this week. I've already got most of them um, recorded, so plenty to come. Thank you very much for watching. Enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy, enjoy your draft tinkering, and I'll see you again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.